Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Habib Nurmagomedov, 28-0. Of his 28 wins, 8 by KOTKL, 10 by sub, 10 by decision. Justin the Highlight Gaethje, 22-2. Of his 22 wins, 19 by KOTKL, 1 by sub, 2 by decision. His two losses, both be a KOTKO. We have Habib coming in as a minus 335 favorite. Justin comes back. Plus 275. We'll go, won't go. Five full rounds, won't go. Minus 205. We'll go. Plus 159. Habib wins inside. Minus 120. Gaethje wins inside. Plus 439. Habib wins by decision. Plus 250. Gaethje wins by decision. Plus 615. Fighters draw 65 to 1. Most people are going to say this is wrestler versus striker. I think Habib has better striking than most people give him credit for. And on the flip side, I think Gaethje has better wrestling than most people give him credit for. Obviously, this makes sense because if Gaethje was easy to take down and hold down, then his striking would be nullified. And the same thing with Habib. If he didn't have adequate striking, it would be much more difficult to just get his takedowns and smash people on the ground. Because everybody, they say right now, everybody knows what he's going to do. But he does set it up. It's not like he just comes out and shoots a double leg, a double leg, a double leg. I mean, he does use striking to get in position where then he can wrestle you and take you down. So, I mean, both guys are underrated in that area. But for the most part, most people think this is a striker versus a grappler so you can see with the line here they're not giving Gaethje a lot of credit they don't think that he's going to be able to keep the fight on his feet he's almost 280 290 depending on the book right now he'll probably be at least three to one come fight night maybe a little bit higher as far as a straight bet goes so obviously the books and the public are thinking that it's going to be a traditional Habib fight where he's able to position his opponent where he needs to and then just go to work and dominate like he has for most of his career. For me, when I look at this fight, a lot of times you don't consider fight IQ and Justin Gaethje to go hand in hand, but with Trevor Whitman, I think that things are changing a bit. He really showed a high fight IQ with um, Ferguson. And the thing I liked about that is Trevor was on him about loading up too much and just trying to rip his head off and that's an important factor especially when you're looking at the Habib fight because strikers try to go into matches with Habib thinking I'm just going to hit him and hit him and hit him and knock him out but a lot of times they're loading up with power if you overshoot the target then Habib's definitely going to take you down so I think in this fight that Trevor's going to have to really be on Justin and make sure that he follows a game plan to a T what's the game plan 
To beat Habib, you have to keep him in the center of the octagon. I've been saying this forever. A lot of Habib fans were butthurt when you say Habib's takedowns in the middle of the octagon and the center are far different than up against the cage. They will say, well, it's not like he can't take you down in the center of the octagon and then show a gif of this, that, and the other where he's taking a fighter down. Of course he can. Who the hell is saying that Habib cannot take you down in the center of the octagon? Nobody is saying that. But what we are saying is he likes to position you in a certain spot in the middle of the octagon where he can shoot, drive you in a single shot to the cage. And that's where he really starts to grind you and try to drag you down to the mat where then he wants to smash you. This is what he has done for the most part of his career. He is far more comfortable taking you to the cage and doing work there than he is in the center of the octagon. This is fact. Now, it doesn't mean that Habib cannot do those things in the center of the octagon. It only means he prefers to do them up against the cage. So, it's like I tell Southpaw boxers that are fighting an orthodox fighter. Make the orthodox fighter beat you with the hook. For Justin Gaethje, he needs to make Habib beat him in the center of the octagon. Don't just give it to him. It's a huge pet peeve of mine when Southpaw fighters go into the line of fire of the right hand over and over and over again then wonder why they're getting smacked in the damn face with the right hand. You are literally giving it to your opponent. The same thing that fighter after fighter after fighter does with Habib. They back themselves up against the cage and wonder why Habib shoots, gets him to the cage, and pulls him down to the ground. I mean, how many times does he have to do it before you realize that there is a certain area between the cage and the center of the octagon that you cannot back up to? If you back up into this imaginary line, he will shoot on you almost automatically each and every time. And that single drive of his is good enough, strong enough to push you back to the cage. It doesn't matter if you defend. Go look at the McGregor fight. It does not matter if you defend. Once you have your back against the cage, he is in the position that he wants to be. He doesn't have to shoot a double leg and take you down right there. He will shoot whatever he's going to shoot to drive you back. And that's where he really wants you with the back against the cage. People have got to get a clue to this. And Justin Gaethje has the clue. Trevor Whitman has the clue. They have the correct game plan. Can they implement it? Well, for one thing, like I said, Trevor's going to have to tell him, you can't, you can't load up on shots here. You've got to just touch Habib. Touch him. Of course, you're going to do the low kicks, right? You're going to do your striking. You're going to have your whole game plan. But it has to be very measured. Because if you make a mistake there, Habib will take advantage of it and he'll try to take you down. So in my opinion, Justin needs to use angles and needs to circle off. Circle either to the left or the right. So in a hypothetical uh, match here where they come out and they're in the center of the octagon, Justin's going to throw the jab. He's going to throw the right hand. He's going to throw the leg kick. He's going to do all this. But then he has to pivot. He has to move. He has to make Habib reset his feet. And turn him so Habib cannot just push him straight back. You cannot come out 
throw punches or throw a leg kick. And when Habib presses, move straight back. This is a huge no-no as what almost every single fighter that faces him does. And then he's going to put you in that position where you get into that imaginary line and he's going to shoot. So Justin can do his offense. It has to be measured. You may not be able to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight punch combination. You may be able only to go one or two punches, three punches, and then pivot, then move, then circle. Make Habib reset and stay in the center of the octagon by all measures and means and every tool that you have you have to keep this in the center of the octagon if habib is good enough to take you down and beat you up and smash you on the ground in the center of the octagon kudos to him but do not give him the fight by backing yourself up allowing his 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 strikes and his pressure to put you in that imaginary line where he's going to shoot we all know what's going to happen if you do that They've got to know that this is going to happen. Again, like the southpaw to the orthodox fighter. Make them beat you with something that they don't generally like to use. Habib doesn't generally stay in the center of the octagon. And of course, everybody points to the Ally Aquinta fight as proof of that. And again, a lot of Habib fans get crazy and mad about that when you point it out. But the truth of the matter is, once Al was able to defend the takedowns, it became a striking match. Al just sucked so bad that Habib was able to beat him with just a jab. He was able to outstrike him for the rest of the fight and win a decision. But Al did go to the scorecards and he may have shown people, listen, Defend the takedown, keep this in the middle of the octagon, and you have a shot. And trust me, Gaethje is far better than Ally Aquinta. So if he is able to defend a takedown or two and put Habib in the position of having to win the fight in the center of the octagon, tell me this, how many times have you seen Habib win a fight in the center of the octagon? I'll wait. Right? That's not to say he can't do it. For all the Habib fans that, that are going to DM me and go crazy, that's not to say he can't do it. All I'm saying is put him in an uncomfortable position, a position that he's not usually in. Force him to beat you out in the center of the octagon. Another thing, if you're looking at Gaethje and you think that the line is high, you think that he has the game plan, the fight IQ, yes, I said it, Justin Gaethje and fight IQ, especially with Trevor Whitman, that he's going to listen. He's got to listen. He did it in the Ferguson fight, but he's got to listen to Trevor, depending on what happens in the previous round and what the game plan is and how effective they're being. It may change, but he's got to listen. He's got to adapt. If you think these things are possible then how do you bet him well here's the thing most people are going to say Gaethje's going to win by knockout if he's going to win it makes sense look at his record look at his fighting style hell he stopped Ferguson right the issue here is if Trevor and Justin come in with a game plan of circling and keeping the fight in the center of the octagon and just pity pat and fighting a point style type of fight It's not inconceivable that the fight could go rounds and maybe even to a decision. Now, that's not 
highly likely in my opinion because if he is able to keep Habib on the feet over the course of a five-round fight, you would think he would be able to piece him up just like he did Ferguson. At some point, that power is going to come in. Maybe Habib is damaged. Maybe the takedown threat is no longer there and Justin's going to start to unload. So, of course, it makes sense that Gaethje wins inside is what you would be looking at. I'm just saying if that is the type of game plan that Justin and Trevor have come into this fight with, where it is a touch him, touch him, make him fight in a position where he's not normally comfortable and he doesn't usually fight, and we're just going to touch him. That's it. All we're going to do is touch him and circle off. Touch him and circle off. Make sure that our back doesn't hit that invisible line and make Habib strike with us and make him shoot double legs, single legs, whatever it trips in the center of the octagon. Then you could see that Justin may be a little more, he may be a little bit more reserved, kind of like he was in the Ferguson fight. He was a little bit reserved there. He would land a shot, a good shot. You would see that it affected Ferguson physically. And he wouldn't go in for the kill. He would just keep touching him, touching him. I think that was by design 100%. He eventually got him, right? I mean, that was a brutal beating that Ferguson took. And by the way, he may not be the same. So be careful betting him straight out of the gate, out of the next fight. Um, But that was by design. So I could see something similar here, especially with Habib, who has a takedown threat. Ferguson didn't really have that. I mean, his defense is, uh, you know, a hanging punching bag. And Gaethje was still measured as far as Gaethje goes. And when he did get a little overzealous, Trevor brought him right back in. He reeled him right back in saying, listen, dude, you're trying to rip his head off with every shot. Just go back to your basic strikes. So in my opinion, you're going to get a similar game plan here as far as the amount of power that he's trying to put on Habib, especially early that first maybe two rounds three rounds now that's not to say if he if he touches Habib he can't hurt him he can't put him down he can't put his lights out Gaethje can crack but what I'm saying is that going into the fight I think they're going to say we're going to try to touch this guy and over the course of the fight we'll get him so don't worry about you know throwing everything in the kitchen sink early another thing with this game plan which I believe 100% is going to be the game plan It's going to be come out, keep in the center of the octagon, touch him, lay kicks, pivot, circle, make Habib beat you in the center of the octagon. 100%. I believe that's what it's going to be. With that type of game plan, it has to be measured because obviously you have the takedown threat of Habib, but you're also wanting to score points and win those rounds for the judges, right? So you've got to land enough strikes, but still be measured and reserved enough that you don't overshoot and allow Habib to take you down. And at the same time, you're trying to put some damage on him for later rounds, three rounds, four rounds, five rounds, where you can possibly get the knockout going down the stretch of the fight. So it's got to be a very, very strict and measured type of game plan for Justin Gaethje, but The Ferguson fight showed that he can listen to Trevor. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that he's going to be able to stick to that game plan. And he has mentioned himself this exact same thing about where Habib gets his takedowns. 
and where they need the fight to take place. So this isn't just hyperboil for me. This isn't theoretical. Justin Gaethje and his team have already said everything I'm telling you that this fight needs to take place in a certain spot and they need to do certain things to keep it there. So they know what needs to be done. The big question is, can he do it? Well, obviously the odds say he can't and most people don't think he's going to be able to. But hell, if you tell me that their game plan going into this is to keep it in the center of the octagon and do those things that we talked about, I think that gives him the best shot out of anybody that Habib has faced to win the fight because he has the striking, he has the power. His kicks are really good too, and he's a good defensive wrestler. Not a lot of people take Justin Gaethje down and just smash him, hold him there, and don't allow him to get up. So there are qualities of a Justin Gaethje stylistic matchup against Habib that you've got to like especially when you're looking at this crazy line it's probably going to be three to one like I said straight and then if you want to get spicy and just say well even if he does implement this game plan over the course of five rounds if Habib's not able to take him down he's not Alaya Quinta he's gonna get him then Gaethje wins inside is like 440 right now so that's a massive return on a guy in my opinion that has shown a bit of a fight IQ, a bit of a resurgence, and has the tool set that I think could cause Habib massive amounts of issues if he's able to just keep his damn feet inside the center of that octagon. By all measures and means, he has to stay in the center of the octagon. If you put your back against that cage, and even if Habib's not able to drag you down, he will win the fight there because he will hold you there. So defensive wrestling obviously isn't scored like offensive wrestling. You defending the takedown up against the cage is not going to win you the round. They will give the round to Habib. So just if if you're talking about just a points victory for Habib, Gaethje has to keep his back off of that cage. I mean, this is without debate. He cannot he cannot get within that invisible line where Habib's uh, spidey sense goes off and he starts shooting like it's almost automatic. I swear he's not even thinking like that. The opponent puts his back to a certain spot in that octagon and boom, automatic shot. Gaethje knows this. Trevor knows this. They've got the right game plan. I think it's possible that Gaethje could upset Habib here. Not to mention the whole issue with his dad dying. Like I, Habib seems like a mentally strong person to me, so it's difficult to put a, a lot of faith into the fact that maybe Habib isn't the same coming into this because of what he's went through. But it is possible, guys. He may not be mentally 100% where he needs to be, and that could show up. And I think if he did lose, a lot of people, a lot of people would point to the fact that that he lost his father. I really believe that. Now, would that be an excuse? Could it be true? We don't know, in all honesty. But I do think if an upset happened that you're going to hear 9 out of 10 people go, hmm, I wonder if losing his dad had something to do with it. I really do. So I think that's something else that you could factor in if you're trying to make a case for Gaethje. I'm not going to use it as far as why I think Gaethje could upset him. But it is a possibility that there is some mental, you know, some mental baggage going on there. But I think just if you break it down, just 100 percent style for style. Does this opponent have the ability and the tool set and the IQ and the coach in the corner 
to put Habib in a spot where he could possibly beat him, I think he does. I'll say that right out of the gate. I think Justin Gaethje can upset Habib. That's not saying he's going to, but I do think he can. Now, as far as Habib goes, well, if you're looking at Habib, he does the same thing almost every single fight. The only difference is when he gets you down, is he going to cement you or, or is he just going to ride you for five rounds, three rounds, whatever the case is, since he's been champion five rounds. So is he just going to ride you? That's the question. Lately, he's been getting some subs, uh, Dustin and, of course, Connor. But other times before that, he was happy to go to a decision or ground and pound you out, something like that. It, you know, he has great submission ability, but previously I always said, you know, he was happy just to keep punching you and punching you and punching you until somebody stepped in and saved you. So with Habib, you know what you're going to get. I don't think there's any question whatsoever that he's going to fight like he always fights or at the very least try to fight like he always fights. He's going to try to put Justin Gaethje in a spot where Spidey Sense goes off. He shoots, put him to the cage, and tries to drag him down. If Justin gets up and he's able to spin off that cage, they'll reset and he'll do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. If Justin is taken down against the cage and gets up but can't get away, he will hold him there. He will hold him there for the rest of the fight. Till the round's over, and then when we start again... He'll position himself. Soon as he gets him in the spidey sense zone, boom, he's going to shoot. And it's going to be over, 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 and over again. It really just depends on how effective he is, how good Gaethje is in the defensive wrestling department, and if Habib's able to get him flattened out, you know, on his back or in mount or something like this where he can do real damage. Otherwise, it could just be a case where it's positional control. Habib can do that too. So when you're looking at Habib, obviously that's what most people are doing. They're taking him they're taking him straight because his line continues to go up. He only opened at almost like two to one. He's already 350 going up to 360 depending on your book so a lot of straight money is coming in to Habib and they're not worried about well is he gonna just take him down and ride him for five rounds is he gonna take him down and sub him is he gonna ground and pound him out they're just like hey this dude's gonna win so we're just batting him straight so when you're looking at Habib and you're looking at props as far as inside goes and decision that can be difficult sometimes because it really just depends. Sometimes he doesn't even want to go for submissions. You can see him right there and he just is content as content as be is just punching you in the mouth other times he'll lock up a sub really quick and that's the end of the fight so if you're looking at Habib then yeah I mean most people are betting him straight you can't really argue with that the guy's 28 no I mean he hasn't had a lot of challenges inside the octagon so it's very difficult to talk somebody out of betting Habib it was kind of reminds me of the Lomachenko fight the boxing fight that happened last weekend where, you know, it was very difficult to talk people out of betting Lomachenko because of what he's accomplished. And he didn't really have a lot of difficulties outside of Salido. He pretty much did what he needed to do for the most part. And you throw in his amateur record and his quality competition. And even though a lot of people liked what Lopez was bringing, it was very difficult to talk them, you know, out of betting Lomachenko. How do you just say, oh, you know, this guy, this up and coming Lopez guy is just going to beat the pound for pound best fighter in the world. It was a very difficult, you know, ask and, a lot of people were shocked, myself included. I now, I will, I will tell you, one hundred percent. I had Lomachenko wins by decision, and Lopez as a hedge by KO. 
Yeah, that didn't work out so well. And the other thing, I had a Korean zombie to beat Ortega. Yeah, that didn't work out so well either. So, with my pick that Justin Gaethje could upset Habib, looking at my uh, recent history, you may want to fade that and play Habib to win. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.